Good morning, everyone. Uh, Town Advancement <clears throat> monthly podcast here. Great crowd uh, here with us this morning and look forward to what I think is a really important discussion here around <clears throat> rest and uh, really the two types that are out there. But before we get started, Janine, would you open us in prayer? Sure. Let's pray. Father God, thank you for uh, just a new day, a day that we can come together um, and uh, discuss just some topics that are are critical to our well-being and, and our service to you, Lord. I pray that you would be with this conversation, that you would speak through Jeff, that you would speak through us, that we would um, be able to hear what you have to say to us. Lord, I pray that you would be honored by our conversation, that you would bless um, just what we have before us and help us to have a good and productive day where we honor you and uh, draw near to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. So <clears throat> I'm going to start with a story. I was, um, I noticed in the local news here in Rochester, there's a gentleman, he's 39 years old. His name is Scott Parr. And, um, and he, he ran a hundred mile race uh, about a week ago. And uh, he's a single father of nine, or sorry, single father of five, and he's 39 years old. And he won this race. He crushed the record for it, uh, I think down in Kentucky. Uh, but he beat the, um, the second place participant by four hours. Um, and I was just thinking about the endurance required to, uh, to last 100 miles. He did it in under 24 hours. So he beat the sun from catching him, uh, getting lapped by the sun, I guess. But there's a couple parts about that that, uh, that strike me here. Um, and one of which is just the, the race that we're on. Um, in vocational ministry and really in life in general uh, that God's called us to here. And then there's really two types I feel like rest and maybe where we may feel weary. And I want to explore those two areas and really open the dialogue up to this group here um, as to what you guys do and what suggestions you have that we can share with one another around resting well. And I think we covered this um, in the not too distant past, but it just was on my heart again uh, to, to tackle this topic here. And really again, the two types um, of ways that we can feel tired, first of which could be physically tired. And I guess the question is, how are you today? If you were to ask yourself, are you, are you physically tired or are you in need of rest? Um, and I think about, you know, Genesis 2. So we're really early in God's word. By the seventh day, God, fin God had finished the work he'd been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy be because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done, Genesis 2, 2, and 3. Um, so if God's resting, and we're made in God's image, um, leading by example, here he is showing rest. And you think about the story in Mark 6 uh, of Jesus going to the other side, and it says in resting and finding a solitary place, um, not to mention falling asleep on the boat. And so I just think about Christ um resting when necessary right and find these these quiet places and then there of course is being spiritually tired spiritually exhausted and maybe in need of rest so i'd ask you to to consider where you are today on that particular topic here when i think about uh matthew 11 uh, 28 to 30 come to me all of you who are weary and burdened and i'll give you rest take my yoke upon um take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so I think about 
endurance, and there's another word here. So I, I, I read the word rest here several times over. I think about endurance, I think about marathons, that's what we're running, or ultra marathons, right? As we had the example of Scott Parr here. And then Hebrews um, 12, one and three. Therefore, since we're surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus. Consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint-hearted. And so I guess the question that we have here this morning is, are we resting well? And are we giving ourselves the opportunity to be rejuvenated? And we can talk a lot about work of the work. We can talk about how to start huddles. We can talk about leadership. And we can, we can talk about all those things that are really important to our ministry and what God's called us to do. But I don't think we do any of those things well if we're not resting ourselves. And, and I can tell you that I am not, uh, I am not naturally good at this. Um, in fact, I'm, I'm actually pretty bad at it. I mean, I guess I sleep, but, but I can run myself really ragged. And it reminds me of a, a particular example where I went through an executive coaching program. And at the end, I may have shared with you guys before, they, um, they had a champagne toast and the president comes to the company and, you know, what did you learn? Your cohort, this is great. At which point I raised my hand and, and really thought about whether I should say it. And I did. I said, I realized that I, at this point, maybe I thought I had 25 years left. I realized I can't run at this pace for the rest of my time being here for the next 25 years, or I'll run myself into the ground. And the president, Donna Maria, looked at me and she goes, I'm glad you learned that. Here I was thinking she was going to scold me uh, for suggesting that I had, you know, some sort of weakness and that I can't run this crazy race. Um, and it's no different here. Uh, in vocational ministry than it is for me anyway um, in the corporate world. And so I, there, I wanted to, to offer up a couple of examples and open for dialogue here in the remaining time that we have. Um, but the word retreat came to mind. I don't know if anybody here takes a, a prayer retreat or does anything of the sort, but I also looked up synonyms for the word retreat. And I, I feel like the opportunity for a retreat can satisfy both the the physically tired aspect of who we are and the spiritually tired aspect of where we may be. And so here's a few words that I picked out that were synonyms for retreat that really just, I don't know, just really hit me. Uh, refuge, haven, resort, sanctuary, hideaway, or a hideout, cottage, or a cabin. And for each one of those sort of images come to mind, um, most of which just create this either um, peaceful feeling for me. In the case of a hideout, I think of like a clubhouse, and it brings me back to a youthful place um, where I might have been. And, um, and again, I, I think I found some sort of refuge in these little clubhouses that you may build, whether it's, you know, out in the woods or with friends or whatnot. And so uh, I'll ask in a moment here how you guys may use a retreat, a prayer retreat, and, and how that may work for you. And then um, also I have a list of other practical examples um, that I thought were, were great ways for us to potentially rest. But that being said, um, for those of you that are here, and I think I'm counting nine or so, um, who here thinks they're really good at resting? Dave's given us a so-so. Who here thinks they're, they're just really not good at resting? 
I'm showing my hand. So, so would that suffice to say, I mean, people are using mute here and I appreciate that. Would people say they're okay at it then otherwise? Is that, okay. So for those of you that are okay at it, what do you do in order to find rest? And if you could share whether it's sort of the physical side or the spiritual side, what do you guys, what do you guys use or do? <clears throat> uh, for clarity's sake, I don't define okay as okay. Like, <laughs> Uh, average. I would give myself an average. Um, um, some of it, I think, is my own, my own personal um, uh, nature. But some of it is societal. America. I mean, I it's interesting. Over July July four weekend, I was with um, Kate's uh, family. One of her cousins married into a, a family, a woman from Brazil, and so. They live there now. They've been there with their family. They've raised their kids there. So he's a Caucasian man and a Brazilian, you know, woman, and they live they live in Rio. And um, we were just talking about vacation. He's up here for an entire month in in New York with his family. And I'm like, did you just have to like, you know, you know, get overtime vacation to do it? He's like, he's like, no, I get I get um, twelve weeks a year for vacation. You know, and um, and I told him I get 15 days, you know, or whatever it is. And that's not even for new staff. Like I've earned that over seven years. I think when I first started, it was like, and it was just funny to me. I was thinking to myself, like, here we are, a Christian ministry. Like we should be leading the charge on like setting the tempo of like what is resting well. And like I got some guy in a secular company from another part of the world saying, you guys are you guys, like, what do you, you know, like. Like it didn't God rest on the seventh day? I didn't even have a good argument back. I was like, I was like, I am like, this is pathetic. I'm like, yeah, Christian ministry setting the tone, and I'm and I know it's different depending on where you live, but it was just, a, it, I, I say that tongue in cheek. It was just fascinating, actually, just to kind of be in that dialogue. So, yeah. Oh, agreed. So, I spent some time in Brazil, so I'm, I'm total agreement, and I watched. Um, I really think they had it. They have it figured out much more from a societal or, or culture standpoint for resting. And um, in many ways, us crazy Americans that you know work till you drop. Um, we may cite productivity, we might show you know GDP and all these things, but the reality is, if you were to sort of plot joy and happiness and rest on that, we're probably a pretty inverse relationship. Who else here? Who else? Who, who rests well? And even if you do it infrequently, what do you do to rest? I would say that I'm actually a below average, as, as Dave put it, a below average rester. Um, but when I went on vacation to DC this last, this last few weeks ago, I, I realized the importance of unplugging from the things that you do day in and day out. I'd never taken a full week, even as exhausting as driving halfway down the eastern seaboard with three kids in tow for a week while God's trying to melt the United States is not very easy and it's physically draining, but I unplugged from FCA. And when I came back, I was, while I was still kind of, it took me three days to recover from my vacation physically, I was mentally and spiritually ready to go because I just got that chance to unplug and I'd never experienced that. So I'm kind of like you were with your, with your supervisor, I'm, I'm learning what resting really is. You know, so Mark, that was my, I had this, I printed out a page with practical examples. And my first one was a word that you just shared, which is unplug. 
And, and unplug can be um, on a week long vacation that you just don't check email. Um, and, you know, just, just really truly unplugging. But there could be a smaller version of that, which is simply uh, unplugging for an evening, um, unplugging for a weekend, right? Giving yourself permission to do that. I've had to, to learn, I'd have to, I've had to unlearn a lot of things and learn new things as well as I continue transition um, from where I was before. And so, um, so unplugging, I think, is a, is a great example. It's a good word. Mike. Yeah, Jeff. Uh, sometimes I get an opportunity to catch up on my rest during these podcasts. And <laughs> no, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just trying to lighten the mood. I'm sorry. I know we're, uh, I, have, I do have something. Well I, do have, <laughs> I do have something positive to share. Uh, I think sometimes we have to be careful. And I've shared this both with uh, Ed and, and some of the new staff. Of, you, you get going and you never want to say no to an appointment or a huddle opportunity. And just... Um, <clears throat> Tuesday was a great example. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm being punished for my joke already. Uh, Tuesday, uh, I had an opportunity to meet uh, a donor and a coach and go to a chamber meeting, chamber of commerce meeting. And by the way, if you have not gone to chamber meetings, those are fantastic opportunities to network. And I walk out of there. And as a matter of fact, I have three business cards right here that I need to get back to people on. I always walk out of because everyone is there networking, trying to promote their business and that type of stuff. So it's, it's great um, uh, brand building for, for the uh, ministry. And I'm always walking out of there with a couple of uh, appointments, which is good. But so Tuesday, so I met them at 7 a.m. The, the breakfast was at 7.30, had a couple of other appointments. And that evening, um, I met Bob McLeod at the Red Sox game, and he had uh, two supporters there. So before I, I know it, I'm going from about, you know, 7 in the morning till almost midnight. Then Wednesday – you know, here we go again, you know, the, my Wednesday morning calls and, and, uh, and I had lunch with uh, Rob Rexabana, met with Mark Schaefer about the upcoming meeting. Boom, here we go today. Then we roll right into camp on Friday. And that's going to be uh, a test for endurance, Ed, so be ready. That 6 a.m. call comes early and we're going hard till 10 o'clock. So the point that I'm trying to make through all that is, and then, you know, we have Saturday morning prayer meetings that we go to a lot. Uh, my coach's huddle is on Sunday. And uh, so there are times that before you know it, you're going, you know, 13, 14, 15 days in a row. And I really haven't taken a break at all. You know, you may, I don't say, you know, you may get an afternoon here, a couple hours there, but you really haven't taken a break. So it's almost important to build in a day um, for that. And if you don't, you know, Sunday is a work day for us. I mean, you go to, you go to church, you speak at churches, even when I go to my home church, you know, we have two services. I usually stay for both, so I don't, I don't want to miss any potential, uh, you know, people that are there. So the long and the short of it is you got to – sometimes you have to build that in, and it's okay to take a day <clears throat> or even say no to a meeting and reschedule it for the following week. No. <clears throat> I, there are two things that I heard there. One is I think you just described the Sabbath, so I appreciate <laughs> you bringing it back to where we started. But also saying no, right, is a part of that. Um, there, there will be opportunities again and uh, being discerning of which ones you say no to, right? But, but saying no sometimes. Um, Pastor Frank, I don't know if you're in a place where, where you can speak. Yes, sir. Man, I just think about your ministry and you may be on the go, um, at least that I see it more than the others. I see you just go, go, go. But how do you, how do you rest amidst the craziness of the city that never sleeps and uh, 
and you going back and forth. I was going to say, some might deem me unworthy to speak right now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, so I'm very intentional about getting rest, honestly. And I, though I might not get that much sleep, like I'm good with four or five hours sleep, really. I mean, um, <clears throat> been like that for a long time. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll take naps here and there as, you know, my schedule allows. But, I mean, even in New York City, I'll be in the car, kick back, throw that seat back. Ooh-wee. Get that 40 minutes in, 20 minutes, whatever it may be. But this might sound crazy. I'm a big movie guy, so I, I'm really big on unplugging. So every day, I guarantee you, I'll spend two hours in front of a TV, a computer or something, and I'm watching a movie. So I, I did this probably 10 years ago. I'm gonna watch a movie a day and I'll just literally unplug and watch a flick and just just chill, you know, and um of course, me and my wife have been empty nesters, so and she goes to bed super early. So um, I get a lot of, I save a lot of things for when she goes to bed, getting behind the computer or what have you, and um, and do that. So I think for me is my mind races. I'm involved in a lot of things that I don't even tell people because they would try to talk me down somehow. And um, and you always get that. How do you do all that? It's like, hey, uh, we all do what we do by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. um, but so I think unplugging for me is a big thing. Like, I can go on vacation and wear myself out, or I could on purpose, like I do every Sunday after I get home from church, um, and I just put my phone away. You know, mm -hmm. my mom knows. <clears throat> My daughter calls my wife, and I literally just unplug my phone and, you know, and just just hang. It's Sunday night's my favorite, you know, night. And it starts around, you know, 2, 3 o'clock. I just, I'm not, yeah. I'm not sweating anything. But then when I'm up, I'm just running, man. I'm just hardcore. I, I went to bed last night at 4 o'clock, you know, got up at at, you know, 6.30 to pray, you know, took a nap up at 8. I'll be on the plane in a little bit. I'm going to preach right now at 10.15, and um, I'll be driving to Maine tomorrow. So you can get a lot done and get it in. Um, so just be so, in balance. So, Pastor Frank, you just hit four of my five, <clears throat> and you snuck a couple more in right at the end there. And I saw you came off mute too, so I'll get to you in a sec. But you talked about unplugging both, which interesting is you use technology, movies, DVDs, streaming or something, right, as a part of that, but which is a way of unplugging, but you also put your phone away, right? So you disconnect in that way. Um, you talked about actively resting, which I think is a bit of an oxymoron, actively resting, but whether it's a 40 minute nap here or there or getting your sleep, you talked about getting up to pray. So connecting with God, an obvious way for us to rest and be restored and rejuvenated, refilled, especially spiritually as a part of that. Um, 
and as a part of it, I had Rejuvenate uh, that was there, as I just mentioned. So you had four of the five, and you talked about one that you don't have the opportunity to do right now um, because you're an empty nester. But um, again, this may seem like an oxymoron, but resting with kids. Um, there is an opportunity, I think, that we can find rest. Uh, we got into a, <clears throat> we went through a season of Monopoly. We went through a season of Yahtzee. Uh, we got some card games going. And so I do take the opportunity to rest. And that maybe is with kids with family, right? Um, in general, as a part of that. So uh, Ed, you, you came off mute as well. Yeah, so great, great points and covered most of mine. But obviously, we, we all know how to spiritually rest, which is where it starts. Physically, we're around either athletes or uh, know how to physically take care of our, ourselves. I think the biggest thing for me is the organization and actually scheduling and putting into your work week and your um, quiet time, the, the time, Ske actually putting it on your calendar. Mike, you brought up, you know, all the things that can come up. Well, block it out. <laughs> it's, it's occupied. You can't put something into that block. Um, and Frank actually brought that up, which was brilliant. You know, two o'clock on Sunday, he's, he's blocked out. So he's got his rest time. So and, good stuff, guys. And Ed, I, I think in terms of leading by example, I know both Shane Williamson and Jimmy Page, two uh, of our executive leaders, and one being the president, uh, schedules, literally schedules in their rest, their exercise, right? Which, again, may seem a bit counterintuitive, but that's a way to rest, right? And to stay healthy as a part of that. So scheduling that in, I think these are great. Yeah, routines, I think, can be can be helpful. Um, that's a little bit different from Frank's, you know, how you got to do you, as, as I think, you know, we would all agree. But for me, routine, it's funny. I go on vacation and I actually get out of routine because I'm in one room with my entire family. I've got no space to, like, do my thing. And so I'm not, you know, having that time in the morning with God, I'm not, you know, doing my extra, doing my routine. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, I'm, I'm more exhausted now than I ever have been. So I think the routine for me can be, uh, can actually be very restful knowing that when I wake up in my house at, you know, five, five thirty, I know that nobody else is awake for the next, you know, maybe hour. I'm not going to hear from anybody, which is like, thank you, Lord. That's very restful for me. You, you just so if you have a healthy rhythm, then I think routines can be, can be really yeah. powerful and helpful. Conversely, if you don't have a healthy rhythm, that same routine uh, or, or the opposite can be unhealthy, right, is a part of that. So I appreciate, I get my updates from, from Dave when he works out on our uh, Apple Watches there. So I see him doing his routine. I think being flexible too, Jeff, like um, in changing over time, that's something that God's really shown me. Like I, it's had to change through the seasons of life and and I'm, I don't like change and I'm, I don't know, I'm very competitive and I don't like to like, you know, all right, uh, I did, you know, I read my Bible for 30 minutes now and it was 45 minutes a year ago and it was, the, you know, or whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, I work out for 20 minutes now instead of an hour and a half like I did when I had nothing going on in my life, you know, or whatever. But I think it's allowing myself to be at peace with where God has me now mm. and accepting the fact that it's going to look different from season to season. That's been a hard lesson. I've fought him very, very much so in, in that stuff, but that's another flexibility, I think. That's good. Well, as we're wrapping here, I just think back to Hebrews 12 here, and it's 
looking to Jesus so that you may grow, so, so you may not grow weary or faint-hearted, right? So making sure we're making that a priority in our days. And I think the closer we are to him, the more he'll show us how to rest well, whether it's physically or spiritually. So let, let me close this here. Father, thank you for leading by example so early in the Bible in Genesis, Father, as you rested. Um, Father, I pray for this group and uh, those that are hearing this message this morning, Lord, they're hearing from you, um, but they would find opportunities to rest, Father. They would see you as an example. Um, Jesus, that you are the example, uh, taking rest, Father, as well. And uh, despite the fact that we don't do it well, we do have the ultimate example in you. Pray for uh, a productive week, but also allows us the opportunities uh, to rest and rejuvenate. Father, would you fill us up both spiritually and allow us the opportunity to rest physically? In Jesus' name, amen.